Welcome to Art of the Kickstart, your source for crowdfunding campaign success. I'm your host, Roy Morjan, president of Inventus Partners, the top full-service turnkey product development and crowdfunding marketing agency in the world. We have helped startups raise over $100 million for our clients since 2010. Each week, I'll interview a crowdfunding success story, an inspirational entrepreneur, or a business expert in order to help you take your startup to the next level with crowdfunding. Art of the Kickstart is honored to be sponsored by Gadget Flow. The Gadget Flow is a product discovery platform that helps you discover, save, and buy awesome products. It is the ultimate buyer's guide for luxury gadgets and creative gifts. Now let's get on with the show. Welcome to another edition of Art of the Kickstart. Today I am being joined by Manuel Schoenfeld, the founder and CEO of PowerX. Manuel, thank you so much for joining us today on Art of the Kickstart. My pleasure. Pleasure to be here. So I'm really inspired by not only your product, but also your story. I mean, this, this company that you've launched truly has a mission to you know, combat climate change overall. You've got previous work experience at some of the biggest companies in the world, Harvard, you know, been there. You've got a Taekwondo back black belt. So, I mean, let's let's start at the beginning, I guess, and give the audience a little bit of your background and how you've ended up here launching PowerX. Sure. So, um, I uh, worked actually in the energy sector most of my life. And um, the last companies I worked for were, were um, Morgan Stanley and the World Bank. And then the latest was, was McKinsey. And also at McKinsey, I, I was focused on um, on renewable energy and energy markets around the world. Uh, specifically, the last project I worked for uh, for McKinsey was in the Middle East for a very, very big client, an oil and gas client. And um, what was really surprising, that client had a lot of money, like like you know, like hundreds of millions of dollars set apart for making its processes green. What could possibly go wrong? Go wrong. So I staffed my team. It was all great. We could really contribute to like uh, combating climate change, making the client's pro- processes green. And in the end, the project nearly failed. It didn't, but nearly failed because we were lacking good, reliable climate solutions, hardware that could help with climate change. When I saw it about one year ago, I said, all right, I'm not really part of the solution as much as I want it to be. So that was the time when I decided to to leave that industry and actually, yeah, found a startup myself. So let's talk about that. I mean, what inspired you to, to start and create PowerX outside of that? I mean, I think this solves a major problem for most people's homes, but when people are thinking about smart homes, usually it's about the appliances and not necessarily the problem that you're solving. So talk a little bit about where, where all that started and what inspired you to create PowerX. That's a great question. We were looking at where users spent the average american really spends the most money on the utility bill and the first one is really you know ac and and um, space heating and there are a lot of solutions out there many thermostats we all know google nest on the other hand the very second item on the list where you spend most money is water heating but there was really no great solution out there and when we saw that we thought you know there's only so many thermostats you can you can build, but climate change doesn't stop with with room heating. Like the entire utility bill, both water, 
gas, electric, everything is up and is, is causing CO2 emissions. So we need to target more than just this one major bucket. And that's when we said water heating is definitely a culprit. So let's focus on that one. But also like the buckets, like three, four and five. And uh, that includes, you know, overall water spend and so on and gas in, in your home. And that's when we said, let's build PowerX. Let's build a solution that that doesn't go for the first bucket, which is well covered, but does buckets two, three, four, and five of your spendings. So not only have you taken on, you know, just obviously launching a product out there, but you've taken on the electric, the water, and the smart, you know, energy power sector of the house. I mean, in terms of product development side of things, what did that process look like? And how do you go about deciding which features to include and why launch all three at once? That is also a great question. In terms of timing, the real decision why we said, okay, let's launch all three at once was because climate change also doesn't wait. I think we have a rather narrow and narrowing window and uh, we didn't want to go there and just start there with a bit of water heating and then maybe in three years do something on electric. We said we have the chance now to go really big and to just like cover everything you have in your home, every appliance, every water outlet and water heating and gas. So that's in terms of timing and doing it all together. Then to your second question, like like developing this and making that work, that was really, really, really a, <laughs> it, it, it was a, a long and difficult path to be honest, especially during COVID and, um, and the lockdowns we have had. I'm, I'm currently in Germany and the lockdown and uh, the development team is all over the world, you know, from the US to India to the Middle East and China. And uh, we, we are like 27 people by now from like artificial intelligence engineers, machine learning engineers to, to like the manufacturing uh, plants that we have in Malaysia and China. And um, it was quite a, a stony, a rocky, a difficult path, but, um, but also very fulfilling. So what, what we hope is really that, that users get the message. I think that's the key point where we have to work on, get the message that like PowerX is quite a bit different because you only buy these three sensors and they cover your entire home, everything you have in your home, every appliance, everything there is. Yeah, truly incredible. I mean, you talk about how difficult it is to bring to market, and I don't like to call them failures, but learnings, right? What were some of those things that you've learned along the way of bringing a hardware tech product to market that some of the other founders out there might not have thought of? <laughs> um, g given that my training is actually data science, uh, that is a really, really uh, good question. First, hardware is hardware, honestly, is hard. It's much harder, I perceive, and I think also investors agree with that. It's much harder than building software because you don't have, like, you can't, you can't iterate every day and just change something every second day. You need to get it right, and then you build your plan and you build your processes, and and um, there's just not much wiggle room to correct things. So as a first learning, it's like. You really need to make sure you kind of, once you go into production or once you start pre-production, you really have to be sure like this is this is what is needed and this is what what you want to build. And that leads to the second learning. You know, you need something that that uh, like founders all over the world need to know, which is product market fit. You need to make sure that your product actually has a market to go for. 
And um, with software, uh, it's on the one hand a bit more difficult, but also a bit easier because if it doesn't really have a market, if there's not much customer demand for it, you can probably reiterate and reiterate and then find the niche that fits. Also, if you don't, there's not overly much lost. It's a bit more difficult with hardware because like bringing it both up to speed, but also like just making it work for the very for the very first time, it'll cost you a couple of thousand dollars. You need to have you know uh, injection molds for printing the plastic. You need to have like machinery that will do your PCBs, the the what, what what's inside your 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 hardware, and um, that's quite a task that takes a lot of time and also much more much more investment money than like other products like software would take. That being said, I think I think that's also what I heard from many hardware uh, people and 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 founders. Like it's very fulfilling to just hold your just hold your baby and see something, have something in your hands where you see, wow, that's actually all these long hours. That's what our team did. So um, quite quite some quite some risk. Be prepared for a long and uh, and difficult <laughs> ride, where any little component, if it's delayed, can just delay your entire project for weeks or months. But also for like, if you get through the challenge, it's very fulfilling. Absolutely. So you talked a little bit about you know the need for capitalization. Uh, I'm assuming you've gone through in terms of raising capital so far. Uh, what was the process around that, if you had? Yeah, uh, we we did, and we were very lucky, I, I must say. So very early on, we got funded by some really big names in the industry, by Y Combinator, by Sequoia Scouts, and also by by Antler. And um, I think in the beginning, it's really you know I I usually compare it a bit to a to a horse track or a horse race, you know, so. There are, if you will, three stages in like getting invested in, and in a horse race, there are also three parts that really that really contribute to a horse winning or not. The first one is the jockey. So if like the jockey, the person who who rides the horse is is no good, has no training, for forget uh, the entire race, and that's a bit like the beginning in uh, when you're being funded. The companies look for the founder, like who will drive this idea. The second then is in the horse versus the horse. Like how good is the horse? Is it is it strong? Can it can it run? Has it has it a track record? Has it proven that it can do this race? And that's very similar than also how what investors look for in like the second stage. Like is this company is it a good idea? Like does it have some some traction that you can you can invest in? It comes a bit later, looking for traction and and looking for like a strong company. Uh, it comes after knowing that the rider jockey is good, that the founder is, is is solid, but it's for sure very important as well. And then finally, the third one is how what's the racetrack like? That's a bit if you want to like if you if you uh, look at it like that's a bit the uh, the market overall. How big is it? Is it like a very small niche market only available in the US, or is it? something that you might like scale to to like something global so while all this is staged first you look at the founder then you look at the company and finally you look at uh, the market all those three things play together to to make a company investable and we were quite lucky that we got such investment very early on 
Yeah, I like that analogy. Absolutely. So let's talk about the upcoming crowdfunding campaign. What made you decide that launching this innovation on crowdfunding was the right path for your products? Hmm. I think crowdfunding has, has a number of really interesting points to it. The first one is that you can, it's, it's timing. You can bring it pretty early on, even when you're just in pre-production or when you're just finishing, finishing up the last like steps in the product. We, for example, are in, in pre-production, so we already had, uh, we already incurred some, uh, you know, spendings, if, if you will. But you can't really sell it that's, at that point in time saying um, to, to a quote-unquote normal customer on, let's say, Amazon, you can say, okay, here's the product, but please wait for uh, eight weeks. Right. So in terms of timing, crowdfunding just just bridges that, that time gap, which makes it perfect for a product like ours and, and where we are in the process. Then the second thing is I really love the crowdfunding. At, at least to me, it seems more about a mission than the average customer. Like it's less this homo economicus, but also more, hey, I like this idea. I support what these people are doing. I back that. And PowerX really is 110% mission-driven. So this vibe I feel from crowdfunders, really is the second thing about crowdfunding, I believe is, is, a, is a great tool and a great way to go. And then the third reason, is in, in terms of it's it's a very early indication of product market fit. So right. um, it's a very special sales channel. The people usually do ground funding, they are like early adopters. They they tend to, you know, tech geeks, people that like gadgets and that like see the potential of, of early technology. So I really like that aspect as well. And it also fits PowerX, which is basically, a, you know, artificial intelligence cutting edge very early on in the technology uh, product. I think that's that's a great crowd for product market fit. Certainly. So you've been working with us here over at Inventus Partners for a while now. What were some of those considerations that you went through when choosing the right agency to partner with with the, your launch? Yeah, I actually did quite some, quite some research. And um, I'd say like, you know, with everybody I spoke, Inventus Partner came up in one of the top three agencies to work with. And it was also probably the most comprehensive agency that would like go with you from the very start of the process. So um, there are some agencies which are probably or, or might be stronger, like in the very moment, you already have your campaign set up, you have some early traction, and then they jump on and do the advertising. But Aventus Partner is like a kind of whole circle agency that um, that goes with you from the very beginning of your project. And that was really important to me. And the second thing that was really very important is that um, like the, the, the reviews were just, were just very, very good. And it's one of the top three companies to work with. So quality and also the, the whole circle Beautiful. experience. So I know the campaign hasn't launched yet. Maybe by the time this goes live, the campaign will be live. And of course, we'll include links to that. But give me some of your biggest surprises or takeaways in terms of what's been done in the pre-campaign marketing phase of the upcoming launch. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I actually really liked that's a, that's a very that's a very funny or like a weird surprise. But I really liked the way the website was structured. 
it was very different to what I would have expected drive sales or conversions. But um, given that you tried out or Inventis tried out like many, many different formats, it was very interesting for me to see like, okay, that's that's how actually a website conveys the point. So in terms of, I mean, the, the, the format of the messaging to convert it was very interesting to me. And the second thing that was really surprising, also nice to see is we have a very complex product. It's very difficult to get to the point to what it really is. Gas, electricity, water, all covered. Your whole home solution. We break down everything. Like we break down, <laughs> okay, that didn't sound right. I mean, we, we break down uh, um, all the data we get into all the different appliances and water outlets and so on. We protect you from leaks. Like so many different messages out there. What what is PowerX really? And I think what was what was quite surprising and also nice to see in this um, in this phase was how the the team like engaged and wrestled with getting this message, this one phrase down to make sure we are like like on message and to hammer home our point of what PowerX is and how much it can actually do for you. Absolutely. Yeah, certainly from a uh, consumer education standpoint, you know, getting it boiled down to one sentence, if you can, in terms of three sensors to take control of your utility bill, I think explains it pretty concisely. Would you agree? Uh, I, I do agree. I do agree. I mean, there's like, there's like benefits, which it, which it doesn't convey, like our current studies with like 100 families, for example, show that we can save on average $1,000 for a family of four people per year. So take control of your utility bill basically also means like save save 1000 bucks on average per year. So there's a lot that comes with it, which we somehow want to wiggle in there and get in there. But I do agree with you. Like that's that's probably the one phrase that, that captures it best. Beautiful. Well, Manuel, this is going to get us into our launch round where I'm going to rapid fire a handful of questions. You good to go? Go for it. So what inspired you to be an entrepreneur? Climate change doesn't wait. And I've, I've done many different things, lived in many, many different countries. I was just, I just wanted to, to face a challenge. Nice. If you could meet any entrepreneur throughout history, who would it be? That is difficult. I think... Either Elon Musk or Bill Gates. I think they they had quite some cool ideas and they just didn't give up. So yeah, one of those. I was just reading about Bill Gates owning the most farmland now in America, which is yes. Cool. So let's say you had a chance to meet Mr. Gates. What would be your first question for him? In in fact, about the Bill and Belinda Gates Foundation. Like, when did you feel that you have to give back? When did you feel that, like, let's leave Microsoft and let's build a foundation that would stand for you and your name as much as Microsoft did? And, uh, in like, also as part of this, how did you manage to actually convince, like, the Warren Buffets and so on of the world to invest millions and millions of dollars in a foundation called Bill and Belinda Gates Foundation? Yeah, quite incredible. Any book you would recommend to our startup founder listeners? So I would, I would love to give like a book title that uh, concerns startups, but I won't. I actually want to recommend a book about <laughs> quantum physics. I know quite a bit 
but quite a bit weird. It says like Beyond Weird is the title. And um, the reason why I recommend it is because it shows that reality is so different from what we think it is. So um, everything we see, what we believe is failure or is like success, like the quantum world, which is basically the world we we fundamentally live in, is just complete a completely different reality to to what we believe reality is. It's very weird. It's very you know anything and and everything can happen in this world. Like everything is statistical, if you will. So there's probability for everything. And in a way that really, for me at least, it really freed me to say, well, you know, if that's the fundam- if that's the fundamental being of our world, that everything and and like anything and everything can happen, and that's actually the world we live in, then I'll be an entrepreneur myself. If anything is possible, and that's like kind of hardwired into the DNA of our world, then I'll go for it. Beautiful. Meanwhile, where, where do you see yourself in three years? Well... I I really hope that PowerX makes a dent in terms of climate change. And if I were to picture myself in like in like three or four years from now, it would be looking at a at a sheet or some number that shows how many megatons of CO2 we actually saved. And then also like how many animals and human beings and plants that indirectly saved or or rescued from extinction. So ideally looking at the number like this in three years. Yeah, I look forward to looking at that too. Uh, Last question in the rapid fire round. And I know we haven't launched the campaign yet, but appreciate your insights on what does the future of crowdfunding look like? That is tricky to ask me such a question, rapid fire. Honestly, I, I hope that it becomes even more focused on projects that are not inherently fundable by by large VCs. So um, I already see, and I really love it, like when I look at Kickstarter, for example, I see a number of projects that that are just cool, but not really investable, like cookbooks or board games or something that brings joy and something that just is nice for people. At the same time, nothing you, you probably build in a $1 billion company. So what I hope is that Kickstarter and the crowdfunding like community as a whole just fills that gap and helps these companies that really bring joy and and enjoyment to life, but are not fundable by the by the big VCs. Absolutely. Well, Manuel, this has been awesome. This is your opportunity to give our audience your pitch, tell people what you're all about, where they should go and why they should check you out when it launches. <laughs> I think honestly, you should check out PowerX for three reasons. The first one is because it's just really cool. It's cutting edge. It's um, there's nothing similar out there. Like um, you know, you, you may know the Nest for uh, the Google Nest, like for for room heating and so on. PowerX does all that and way way more. It takes control of your of your home with its artificial intelligence that no other system out there just can. So just because it's like so cutting edge and so not not have seen it before, I think check it out for that reason. A second reason is much more economical. It actually saves you like as a single person in a in a home 
per person on average. That's what we see from like 100 families that we work with all across North America. If you're a family of four, it saves you about $1,000 per per family. That's just, especially in these times, a, a real significant contribution to to your bill and to your wallet. So the economic reason is the second and, and very strong reason why I think you should check us out. And then there's a third reason, and that's probably the one which is really closest and dearest to me, which is climate change makes a really significant, excuse me, I mean, PowerX makes a really significant impact, a real significant dent in the fight against climate change. If every 10th American household, for example, were to use PowerX, we would sequester more uh, CO2 than, sorry, we would, we would like save more CO2 than what entire Yosemite Park can sequester. And that's like every year, that's, that's thousands and thousands, millions of trees, really. So again, for, for really three reasons, I would love if you checked out PowerX. Number one, because it's really cutting-edge AI developed by, by a team, including me, that are Harvard scientists and that like did data science at Harvard. Uh, number two, because it just saves a significant amount of money. And number three, because it has the potential to make a real dent in the fight against climate change. For these three reasons, I'd really love to see you on the PowerX page or just also drop me a message at manuel at powerx.co. Beautiful. Well, audience, thanks again for tuning in. Make sure to visit artofthekickstart.com for the notes, the transcript, links to the campaign and everything else we talked about today. And of course, thank you to our crowdfunding podcast sponsors, the Gadget Flow and Product Hype. Manuel, thank you so much for joining us today on Art of the Kickstart. My pleasure. Thanks a lot, Roy. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Art of the Kickstart, the show about building a business, world, and life with crowdfunding. If you've enjoyed today's episode, awesome. Make sure to visit artofthekickstart.com and tell us all about it. There you'll find additional information about past episodes, our Kickstarter guide to crushing it, and of course, if you love this episode a lot, leave us a review at artofthekickstart.com slash iTunes. It helps more inventors, entrepreneurs, and startups find this show and helps us get better guests to help you build a better business. If you need more hands-on crowdfunding strategy advice, please feel free to request a quote on inventuspartners.com. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll see you again next week.